Hey girl, hey, it's Jordan, back with another podcast. Um, sorry I've been so inactive, I just busy with school and different things going on, but I am back and hopefully we can get these more frequently. Um, so I actually got some questions in from a listener in Wyoming. Shout out to you, Wyoming, um, by the name of Caleb. Caleb, um, sent in about five five questions yeah thanks Caleb for sending in five questions um so we're gonna just get right into it so apparently in school Caleb is learning about the early Christians and different things like that in the bible and the message and he wants my input on some things that his teachers asked him about so I'm gonna get right into it so Caleb asked me how would I describe the early Christian people And what was life like for them? Well, I would describe the early Christian people as a great multitude of people who followed Christ. Um, They were often treated as the scapegoat for famines, natural disasters, and epidemics. And they were heavily oppressed and uh, persecuted for their beliefs. Um, Second question, why did the cosmic conflict rage so fiercely for the first Christians? Well, I personally believe that they were so close to the time of Jesus. Um, This was like time of Nero and stuff like that, which is probably mm, maybe a century removed from Jesus. If I'm not really good at history. So, but I think it's around the time of that. And um they're the closest to the time of Jesus, so they're getting some of the backlash from him, um, from the people who are kind of, uh, how do I say this? It's guilt by association. The people of that time were so fresh off the idea of Jesus, this Savior, this Messiah, and for many, that was refreshing, but for others, that posed a threat. And so, like I said, it was guilt by association and affiliation with Christ. Number three, what were Satan's approaches in trying to wipe out Christianity? Well, if I remember correctly, um, Satan first used fear, threats, and violence against Christians to wipe them out. Um, You know, they were taken to the um, Colosseum and thrown to the lions people would beat them in the streets I mean just different things and it was violence but that actually became strength in numbers you know when you tried to beat them down more believers saw that people were willing to die for this Jesus people were willing to die for their beliefs and that inspired people to grow and so because he saw that they were starting to grow he took on the if you can't beat them then join them mentality and he did this by trying to merge pagan uh, ideology and christian beliefs which then caused conflict in the christian church because you were either riding the fine line of um you know thou shall not and your ten commandments and trying to infuse the different pagan religions or you're trying to stay right with God and go all in with what he has already set up his laws. And that can kind of make people believe in the um, 
holier than thou type situation going on so that definitely caused people to butt heads in the church which is what satan wanted um number four in what ways is the gospel a message of peace um, and he gave me the reference Luke 2.14. And in what ways is it called a sword? And uh, he gave me Matthew 10.34. So let's go to that real quick. Um, let's see. Let me go to my Bible. And I encourage you guys to... I'm making so much noise. Okay. I encourage you guys to um, really do some studying for yourself. Let's go. Um, Luke 2.14. The Bible says this. Oh, where'd it go? I just had it. Okay. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Another version, um, my version, actually says, I was reading the version he gave me. My version actually says, I bring you tidings of great comfort and joy. And I believe this was in reference to the birth of Jesus. Um, The angels were saying here that God's presence on earth is what gives us peace. That's what I believe. Now, Matthew, let's go to Matthew 10, 34. Jesus says, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Now, this seems to be contradictory, considering in Luke it says, you know, the message about peace and everything like that. But I believe that this was a bit of a reference to the Bible being a two-edged sword. Or as one pastor says, the only book that when you read it, it reads you back. Meaning, it can put you in check. It can kind of make you reflect on some things. And maybe that is what the sword is about. It can cut you. Or it can set you straight. The last question um, is, why is it that persecution seems to sleep? I'm not 100% what Caleb meant by this question. Um, But if it means what I think it means, um, like, why don't we hear as much about persecution? Only only thing that comes to my mind when I think of this. um, It seems like we are untouched by persecution right now, but I believe it's because our time hasn't come yet. There will be a day in the very soon when we're going to have to make decisions and persecution will be among us. So it seems to sleep right now, but it'll be awake pretty soon. (laughs) I think that's what he meant by the question. I'm not sure. But nevertheless, that was the last question. Caleb, thank you so much. Again, shout out to Wyoming um, for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, Again, send in your questions. I will try to get to them.
see a lot of you guys have questions and I'm going to be getting to them as soon as possible. So that's it. Jordan signing off. Bye-bye now.